0: Unique yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. And once again, we welcome you to another edition of the JAS Podcast. Happy to have you listening. Thanks for hitting the play button. And for also those of you who subscribe, having us in your in your feed, getting the latest podcasts each and every time. We do appreciate each and every person that uh, lends their ears to the program. So the first college football playoff poll is out, and everybody's losing their minds over Clemson, the defending national champions, not being in. Take a deep breath. Just because you're not in the first ranking doesn't mean diddly do. <laughs> the uh you know this is all just well scripted stuff so the top 4 are ohio state lsu alabama and penn state and if the playoffs were to start today it'd be penn state ohio state on one side of the bracket lsu and alabama on the other side of the bracket hmm, isn't that interesting? Number one and number two in the AP poll and number two and number three in the CFP are playing this weekend. Shocker. (laughs) So the Tigers and Bama are, in essence, playing a, a playoff game, right? You can kind of figure that into the equation. Now, however... If Alabama loses, they're not out. They might fall out of the top four, but they're not out of the playoff. This committee will do everything they can to whisk Luce Saban and Alabama back in. LSU with a loss, it's a little tougher for them to get back in. Because they want Bama in that final four come hell or high water. And Penn State and Ohio State will play this season, so that could also be an equation. So two of these teams are going to have one loss in the top four, so the door is not closed on Clemson. Granted, their schedule is not doing them any favors. Everybody's crying about that. Gosh, you know, they're using some of the same arguments that uh, one little UCF used to ponder in their undefeated seasons but what this college football playoff thing has done this is all to generate conversation so they can fire up social media they can go ad nauseum on ESPN and the talking head shows and you know what people talking about them on podcast so I am helping to serve the master in that deal So, don't lose your mind. It's not worth getting that upset about. How about the Black Cat on Monday Night Football? Making an appearance at MetLife Stadium in the Cowboys-Giants game. Holding up play. And, uh, very interestingly enough, the great Kevin Harlan, who does the Westwood One uh, radio calls for Monday Night Football, well, you know, he, uh, you know, some time back had made a uh, a play-by-play call of a drunken fan running around on the field, and he lent it to the animal version this time. He's who brought walking. the cat? He's walking to the three. <laughs> He's at the two. And the cat is in the CDW red zone. CDW, people who get it now, a policeman, a state trooper has come on the field, and the cat runs into the end zone. That is a touchdown. And the cat is elusive, kind of like Barkley and Elliott. <laughs> But he didn't know where to go. Look at, they're trying to corner him. And they got him in the end zone. There are state troopers all around this cat, which now climbs up into the stands. And the fans are running for their line. Now it goes back on the field again. And it's running in the back of the end zone. And it runs up the tunnel. (laughs) And how about Kevin Harlan working this sponsor promotion in there for the CDW Red Zone? And uh, that happened in the late second quarter stages. And the game turned for the Giants at that point. They were leading the Cowboys. Cowboys rallied back to take a 13-12 halftime lead before blowing the Giants out in the fourth quarter. And, uh, (laughs) geez, Uh, I have a black cat. And the timing of him walking into my man cave when I was watching the game was at halftime. So I looked at midnight. We call him Middie for short. Say, hey, bud, did you just get back from New York? (laughs) Uh, I won't take credit for it all. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence of the Cowboys, you know, the Cowboys defensive line, they called themselves the Hot Boys. So he tweeted out a picture of the cat and had a uh, Hot Boys chain around his neck. So he's an honorary member of that Cowboy Club. But nobody's found the cat yet. MetLife Stadium sent out this update on Twitter. Reads as follows. Hashtag Black Cat Update. Tuesday morning, we set multiple humane traps throughout the stadium and searched long and hard for the black cat to no avail. At that point, we brought in our friends at Puppy Kitty NY City, a trap, neuter, and release, no-kill shelter, to assist with the search, and we are hopeful that together we can find the black cat that we all fell in love with on Monday night. There have been numerous, or rather erroneous reports, probably numerous too, in the media that MedLife Stadium houses and feeds 300 cats, which is simply not true. From time to time, we've seen cats on the complex, and the Meadowlands Racetrack, located at the sports complex, does have a trap, neuter, and release program in place, and currently feeds about 30 barn cats. And we are grateful for the outpouring of support and continue to work with Puppy Kitty in NY City to locate the black cat. And uh, we certainly hope he gets found. He he looks pretty pretty chubby, so he's getting food. And, and while they probably don't have 300 cats at MetLife Stadium, you know, cats have been known to, and other animals for that matter, hang out around stadiums because, gosh there's food there that uh, you and I have left uneaten. So again, hopefully they find the cat. My fingers crossed for that. And uh, hopefully he will get himself a nice home after all that. And on that Monday night football game, uh, as you know, I like to listen to the Cowboys radio broadcast with Brad Sham and Babe Laufenberg when I watch cowboy games. So I sync up the, the, The TV and the radio audio so I can have that pleasure. And Brad Sham actually had uh, pointed out, because they were talking about Jason Witten being on Monday Night Football. His first time back as a player since his ill-fated run in the Monday Night Football booth with Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarlane. And Brad pointed out something that you've heard me say here on the podcast many times. That, uh, you know, he thought that ESPN, with all their shenanigans with how they try to do broadcast stuff and having the having Booger McFarlane in the Booger Mobile, that they did not set Jason Witten up to succeed. You've heard me say it numerous times. So I tweeted at boys underscore Vox, which is Brad Sham's Twitter handle for uh, pointing out ESPN's failing Jason Witten. I thought for day one they were doing too many broadcast gymnastics for him to have a chance to succeed. And Brad Sham responded back with a fist bump. Thank you so much for that, Brad. And Booger McFarlane has a reputation, not widely known, but in smaller circles, of being one who will step on somebody's back to get where he wants to go. I'll elaborate on that down the road again at some other time. But he could be a little sketchy. So Nick Foles will be back as the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Minshew Mania will be halted for the time being. But Gardner Minshew did his job filling in as the backup quarterback for an injured starter. He went 4-4. Four and four. Most teams would take over an eight-game stretch a 500 record out of their backup quarterback to keep them keep them in the in the in the picture. So excellent job by him. They're paying Nick Foles a lot of money to be the starting quarterback, so he will definitely get a shot. Will not lose the job due to injury, and we will see if Nick Foles has that second half of the season magic. That he is well known for saving the day in Philadelphia, not once, but a couple of times. Once to get him to a Super Bowl championship and the other to get them into the playoffs. Well, the self-proclaimed 2020 Super Bowl champions, the Cleveland Browns, well, maybe not necessarily self-proclaimed, but all all the hot take prognosticators had them. As a hot playoff Super Bowl contender, they're now two and six and sinking fast. And that without the benefit of an Obel Odell Beckham Jr. explosion, which I guarantee to you he would have one this season, it'll still happen, trust me. But Freddie Kitchens as the coach was the wrong choice, should have been Greg Williams. Because Greg Williams has that hard-ass mentality to keep a team like that with all those personalities on the straight and narrow. And how many times have we seen it where a quarterback you know, wants his offensive coordinator to be the head coach when that opening becomes available... Ie. Jameis Winston, Dirk Cutter. It doesn't work out a lot of times. So, have fun, Browns fans. Not going to make the playoffs yet this year either. Man, hard to believe college basketball is back underway. It, you know, it seems like it starts earlier and earlier. And I love college basketball. Believe me, you you know that it's been very well documented. it's it's too early later in November would where when it used to start was better and it's nice that they get some of these you know early you know setup games with with the big blue blood programs you know when you get a Kansas Duke Kentucky these teams playing each other early nothing wrong with that that's could still happen later in the month and then you'll get the You know, the conferences battling, you know, the SEC Big Ten and the ACC and whoever they play. Those will crop up, too, and those are fun. But interestingly enough, the ACC, now that they have their own network, is working some conference games right out of the chute. And one who hates it with a passion is good old Jimmy Bayheim of Syracuse. They were defeated by Virginia last night, 48-34. to The Cues only made 13 baskets. And as you might expect, Jim Bayheim, who hates things with a passion, not shy about complaining either. Here's his quote. I wish we'd have won, so when I say it, what I'm going to say would matter, but when you lose, nobody wants to hear it. You never want to play these league games early. It's stupid. It's just a money grab they got scheduled games for TV, for the TV contracts, so you've got to play games early. And then somebody had the brilliant idea of opening up the first game of the league game. I just don't think it's good. I don't think it's smart. You want to build up the league. The league's the most important thing. So why would you play the first game of the year in the league? Makes no sense to me. Well... Jim... You typically want to play your cupcakes in your out of conference before you get to ACC play. And now got a few bumps in the road. And Syracuse has been able to pad their record before they go to conference play, which makes them look better on their resume for the selection committee come March, and yes, you know I'm not a big Jim Boeheim fan. I think he's got you know, I think he's a he is a terrific basketball coach, but he's been given way too much credit. Syracuse fans thinks he's you know he's entitled to do whatever he wants, and the program thinks they're entitled to do whatever they want, and. He just whines about everything. And that's not to say he can't have an opinion. But he's just irritating as all get out to me. Yeah, and some of that's my personal thought. And so be it. Chris Carter out at Fox Sports and the FS1 morning show. What do they call that thing? First Things First, I think it is. I don't watch it. Don't care to ever watch it. Not a big fan of these embrace debate shows that ESPN spawned off. But apparently Chris Carter was first suspended and then it seems he got a little upset because Fox was not using him on their Thursday night pregame show. And I guess the word has it we don't have official news, but apparently got a little testy with his bosses about it and that's that. You know, and when Chris Carter, as you may remember, at the rookie symposium, I believe it was twenty fourteen or so, telling the rookies, you gotta have a fall guy. Somebody to take the hit when you mess up. <laughs> Maybe not those exact words, but that's what he meant. Which quickly got him out of favor with ESPN. And he had to go to Fox, which is really the... In the 24-hour sports world, is the, is the B team. And Chris Carter is out. And guess who's hanging him up Again. I'm sure you've heard by now that Mike Francesa, the Pope of New York sports radio, self-proclaimed, I believe, has decided to retire from full-time afternoon drive sports talk at the fan in New York yet again after he retired, what, a couple years ago, thinking he was going to go, you know, big time network, be syndicated, whatever, and make More than the millions he was already making. And that never came to fruition, so he begged his way back in. The show that replaced him, I believe was Bart Scott, Maggie Gray. I'm not recalling who the other person is just at the moment. He's Chris Carlin, I believe. They got bumped to another time slot because Francesa had to bully his way back into the airwaves. And you know the Twitter account of Funhouse, which uh, pretty much gets out all these horrible Francesa takes and meanderings and and contradictions, where he will one day say this is great, and you know three weeks later, oh that's that's terrible. <laughs> you know, clearly the guy when he came back did not put the work in. It clearly showed. I was never a huge fan of his to begin with. Now I you know he worked with Chris Russo, the Mad Dog, and you know they became the gold standard of what sports talk radio was. They become they were really the first big stars of the sports radio industry. And obviously, I have alliances to Chris because I got to work with Mister Russo. Back in the nineteen eighties, at WKIS. Name drop, name drop. (laughs) But Francesa now getting beaten by Michael K in the New York ratings, and you know Michael K isn't anything spectacular in my opinion either. You know, and it's interesting because all these New York sports shows end up on TV. You know, Michael Kay's on the Yes Network. And Boomer and Geo is on CBS Sports Network. And you, you know, again, that always kind of blows me away about CBS Sports Network running all their radio programs and a New York morning drive sports talk show. But I, you know, but New York is supposed to be the hugest, the bestest, Screwing up the English language here, I know. It's supposed to be the the end all be all of sports talk radio, and frankly, it just is not. I think there's a lot of a lot of bad sports talk radio around the country, but there are some very good guys in, in the business. But I don't know. It just to me, New York sports radio just ain't all that. As always, feel free to respond to my opinions at Allen underscore 88 on Twitter. Happy to engage with you anytime and also invite you to join me on my other uh, podcast that I do for the Nightline Sports Network, the AAC Report. That'll uh, be dropping roughly around the same time this one does sometime Thursday night. So you'll have it for your Friday listening pleasure. You can have a double dose of me if you're willing to stomach that. <laughs> but uh, have fun doing the AAC report with the Nightline Sports Network. Uh, I joined them back in March, and they got a couple of great shows there with the the, the flagship Nightline program with Andrew Fagley and Trace Troco each and every Sunday night. And uh, Mike and Adam do the Sons of UCF, and uh, they have a different take, and it's Wild, wildly entertaining as well, and enjoy that show, so hope you'll uh, join me and the gang over there as well, and uh, hey, you got a extra 22 minutes of just me tonight, today, whenever you're listening. You know, normally we have a guest, but uh, didn't have one this week, so every now and then I do a solo effort, try to st- stretch things out a little bit, and... You know, the great thing about podcasts, they don't have to be the same all the time. You can do them any way you like. And, you know, this one you know, will be not quite the snack size versions that uh, I've done in the past, which are like the, the 10, 12-minute ones. Uh, so this one is probably more like a, uh, a light lunch version of the podcast. And as always, we thank you for listening. And with that, we are done here. L-V-E dot net.